everyone. Welcome to The Walking In Between with Brad and Elenia. This week we talk about our dads. Life is not the mountain tops. It's the walking in between. And I like you walking next to me. Okay, so we are in a very interesting moment in life when it comes to... This this is a Father's Day unlike any Father's Day we've ever experienced before. Very true. And those of us close to us um, know that, um, well, I'll share a little bit about this year regarding my dad, and then you can share a bit about where things are at with your dad right now. But um, for those of you who don't know, um, we lost my father on March 13th at 3.22 a.m. Um, he had gone into palliative earlier, earlier that week. And, uh, I was, uh, privileged to be there with my sisters and my mom for my dad's last breath. I thought it was, I mean, we were, we were sitting for that last week in palliative with my dad and in this care home that he was in, it was the week of COVID taking over the whole world. (laughs) And I felt bad for all these people sitting in their wheelchairs watching this news unfold in yeah. their main, in their main lounge. And I thought that's, I don't know, is it just like, hey, don't worry, things are bad everywhere? Or I don't know what the message was. I don't know. But um, so just some reflections on, on my father. Um, you know, as a pastor, I've walked with a lot of people who, when they've gone to talk about a, a lost parent or, or, you know, a parent who's passed away, um, or anyone, someone who's passed away, they have difficulty. Maybe there's, there were some unsaid things or there was healing that needed to take place. And it was very difficult now because that person is no longer with us. There was none of that with, with my dad. And the, the very fact that not only did the, was the room for the week filled with um, you know, my mom and his kids, but also his kids' kids, and in some cases his kids' kids' kids, yes. <laughs> who wanted to be there. Multiple grandchildren, generations. Grandchildren who wanted to be there into the wee hours of the morning to spend time with their grandfather. I think that's a testimony to the kind of dad that, that I had. I've often said to people, um, you know, I don't have a lot of memories of massive vacations. You know, things I could boast to my friends about, about these big vacations or... I know I went to uh, to Disneyland, but the only memories I have of that are really what people have, my family's told me about it. <laughs> no, I don't know how much they're my actual memories. How old were you? I think I was five or six. Yeah, yeah. So you were really little. Yeah. So the only story I have out of that is that um, apparently I cried all throughout Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right. <laughs> but whenever I was asked what my favorite part, part of Disneyland was. was, I always said Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, so, you know, I, I don't remember my dad spending all this money to take us on these big vacations every year. Um, but I have, I, I have, my life is filled with all these kinds of, and we talked about quality and quantity a few weeks That's ago. That's what I was just going to yeah. say. Um, there's just this consistent um, dad and mom being around and spending time and wrestling, <laughs> wrestling with my brother and I and um, having the, the important questions Um with us, I, I can remember my dad um, praying with my brother and I, telling us these 
cool stories about Christian heroes during World War II. Mm-hmm. As I look back, I, I, I imagine many of the stories he told me were actually about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, as mm-hmm. I look back, but I, I didn't re- obviously didn't realize that at the to time. To clarify, he wasn't in World War II. He wasn't in World War II. He wasn't that old. Uh, but he was in the Air Force. But the two things that stick out with my dad, the biggest things, um, are always these. One was that my dad was quick to offer forgiveness. Mm-hmm. He was always a very forgiving dad. Um, and you and I've talked about this as well. Whenever there was this, you know, it's a very prodigal son thing. The minute you extended a, an I'm sorry, he was so quick to grab that and offer forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know from hearing stories about my father, that was not just something he offered the family, that that was something <laughs> mm. in, in his relationships outside of the family. Forgiveness was a big thing with my dad. And I can, I can remember times where my dad, and my dad did not lash out often. He did not lash yeah. out often. He Barely. I don't think your dad has a temper or Well, anything. I mean, we can maybe talk to my mom, but, but yeah. I, I don't recall a massive temper with my dad. No. I remember being disciplined, as they used to be allowed to do in the old days. Yeah. Always deserved. Um, and it didn't have to happen often. But, um, but I remember a handful of times where my dad would uh, kind of correct me verbally. And then he would, I, he would say, go to your room. And I would go up to my room. And then I would hear his footsteps coming up the stairs. And I thought, oh, man, he's not done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get more. And on several occasions, he would step into my room and he would say, you were wrong and you needed to be corrected. But the way I did it was not the right way to do it. Mm. And so he would, uh, he would apologize to me. And I was like, wow, he's coming to ask forgiveness. So that was a massive model. And I, that's a model that has played into my relationship with my kids as well. Yeah. There have been times, because my dad was, he was just a way better dad than I am, just by far. Yeah. I always tell my son, I've taken it way down. He has to bring it closer to, to his grandpa. But, <laughs> no pressure. Uh, yeah, but I, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. But I do know, I do know that my, um, my reflection when I've maybe raised my voice or been a little harsh with the kids I think back to my dad and I go, I need to apologize and I need to correct this. I need to reconcile with my kids. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing that really stands out with my dad. The other big thing that stands out with my dad is the consistent memory of him. And this mostly as a teenager, so this is important, (laughs) was him kneeling next to his bed praying. Mm -hmm. In my mind, it was every night. In his pajamas. Yeah. Your dad's a creature of habit. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, Praying. So, I mean, the trajectory of my dad's life was aiming towards being with Jesus. So, that's what made those last days um, so much better than they could be for, for people where there's just so many unsaid things, so much brokenness. There was none of that. And so those two things sit with me as, you know, my dad just being such a man of faith. The, the real downside in all of this is that, you know, the COVID came during that week. Fortunately, it came during that week and not weeks before, so we couldn't even be with my father. Yeah, no, so that we were was, incredibly lucky Yeah, that, way. that was a massive blessing. Um, but it has meant that we have not been able to really have a celebration of mm-hmm. his life, which has been very hard. Um, I know, especially on my mom, but on, on all of us kids as well. Um, and so tomorrow, this is being recorded on Friday, tomorrow, um, Father's Day weekend, uh, we will be having an interment at his... Uh, at his niche, it's called. Where oh we will, dear. Yeah. That's not a good word. Yeah. Where we will uh, place his, his ashes. So we'll have a, a, a small celebration of close family and friends tomorrow and at least take kind of one step in the, in the closure. And we're looking to down the road um, 
we kind of put off every, you know, looking at the news every couple of weeks and going, uh, yeah. can we do a next month? Can we do yeah. a next month? And just say, you know what, let's just press pause and we'll have a bigger celebration of life uh, a year from now, right? Mm. But uh, this opportunity opened up. And it would be, this is the thing with your dad, it would be a very large celebration. Oh, my god. You know, goodness. it's not just like we would be able to have a memorial and have it under 50 people. Like, yeah. There would be so many people that would want to be there. He was so involved in the church. He yeah, involved in the church until he went to the hospital. Like even <laughs> in last the months, hospital, yeah. <laughs> when he was starting to get a bit That's confused, right. he felt like he needed. I should be at the. Yeah, I'm, I'm needed at the church. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, um, yeah, and I'm. It really told you about where his his connections and his allegiance lies because anytime my my father, because of medication and because of. Uh, um, uh, his Parkinson's, um, he was, he had a few different ideas of where he was at, yes. at times. Yeah. He always recognized us. Yeah. He didn't have a kind of dementia where he was confused and I'd walk in mm-hmm. and he'd be like, you know, no, my son's 12. Like it didn't have that kind of issue. Often he had a hard time remembering where he was at yeah. and time and time again, he would find himself in the basement of the church yeah. or something going on at the church, doing sound at a, at a women's group meeting or something like that. Yeah. It's always where his mind. With his youth group trying to get yeah. back to the church. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so much of my dad's history is wound up uh, with the church and obviously his faith. Like I said, the whole trajectory of his life. And so because of that, I mean, my, my dad did not take his faith lightly when it, and it played out. And anyone who, who knew my dad, um, I can't ever remember my dad having any sort of ever saying a harsh word about mm-hmm. somebody or having him having any sort of enemies <laughs> in the church or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He was he was so kind. I think of the fruits of the spirit, you know, oh, yeah. patience, kindness. Goodness, and he, he seemed to have them all. So I, I want to honor my dad today. Dad, thank you so much for being such a great dad to all of us. For every time, and we, we gave you lots of practice to, to practice forgiveness, and you took mm-hmm. advantage of it every single time. Thanks for being such a good husband to mom and loving her so well. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being such a great example. Of the faith. A living faith. For all of us, yeah. yeah. That's the thing about... <laughs> Your dad, for me, who sort of entered into your family um, so young, you know, your dad became a second dad to me. And that was the one thing I just was always, I don't want to say surprised by, but a little bit surprised and inspired by that it didn't matter it never really mattered what the sermon was about mm-hmm. or whether the worship was good or, <laughs> you know, whether he liked the topic. He just, he had such a living faith and a desire to connect with God and to grow. And he could use whatever was present for him yeah. to grow. And he just opened his heart. He was, he's such a humble man. He had a, an understanding that there's a poverty of spirit mm. if you're not filled with the spirit. Mm. And right. I feel like he was just so hungry for that. 
and he always seemed filled. He always seemed um, mm, yeah. satisfied and and growing. And yeah, like you said, the the fruits of the spirit were very evident in his life. And as somebody who didn't have that kind of connection with my dad, to have your dad's patience and sort of settling nature was yeah. just hugely influential on my life. And and your mom too, like just the the calmness and peace that I was able to find and enjoy and be a part of, you know, your family was so welcoming to me that was such a needed thing mm. in my life at that uh, time. Yeah, yeah. And mm. it truly changed the way I saw families could live right. and be and exist. And that's what I'm so, mm. so thankful for. I mean, I do have an example to always measure you by. That's no good for me. That is not good for me. And I'm nowhere close. I'm so, I fail so much I compared to my joking. dad. I am joking. I am joking. You have a very different personality <laughs> than your dad, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for me, I'm just, I'm very thankful for having been brought into the family so young and experience your dad taking a, you know, looking at me getting ready for our engagement party and saying, oh, I've got such a beautiful daughter-in-law. <laughs> and you weren't even a daughter-in-law I wasn't yet. even a daughter-in-law yet. But he considered you that way, yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Eric. Eric yeah. Frederick Srila. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm mindful of the life he lived and the reason he lived it. Um, like I said, because his his whole life was aimed towards Jesus. And so I, I think of, you know, that, that last breath, which is such a strange time to witness. Um. But in my mind over the last couple months, been just over three months, I just keep imagining him, the hope of Christ, I just imagine him taking a brand new, the deepest breath he's ever taken in, hmm. his, in, in the presence of Jesus. And I just, that just warms me. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. So that's my dad. Yeah. So that's what we've walked through as a family on, on my end. And so that's what makes this Father's Day so different. Now you've had, we're late recording this um, podcast because you've been very busy this week yes. walking with, with your dad. Yeah. It's been quite a year so far mm-hmm. in our families. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about what's going on with your dad? Yeah, so it's been uh, a very difficult couple months. My experience with my dad growing up uh, was very different. However, right now... It's not really the memories that are mm. coloring our experience in our existence. Uh, my, my dad is suffering with a very serious cancer right now. And we've kind of had bad news after bad news. Mm, yeah. So we continue to walk with him through disintegrating health and pain. Yesterday we were at I finally got so fed up with him not having any hmm. pain management or people. Because he's basically in palliative. He's right in palliative yeah. care. Uh, he was in chemo for three months, but it did not work. The cancer actually grew during that time. So he has a very fast growing, intense cancer that actually had, they, 
didn't even have anyone locally that had had this cancer. Right. So they had to discuss it with people in Toronto and Man. stuff like that for how to treat it. Um, so, yeah, we obviously we've been praying for him. We were praying for healing. Uh, my dad has a very strong faith and I, I mm. think believed that was always a possibility. But so far, that's that hasn't been the answer. Yeah. So yesterday I was became his advocate. And <laughs> well, that's what's so strange about where we're at now. Right. It's yeah. like. The, the kids are becoming, we're in that stage of life where the kids are becoming the adults and grabbing the adults by the hand and saying, okay, let's go, let's do this. Yeah. We'll advocate for you. We'll walk with you. Right. And that's yeah. what you've been doing that so well with your family. Well, I hope so. <laughs> it's sometimes you just feel like you can't really do anything at all, mostly because you want to take the pain away. Yeah. And uh, he also had to have a stoma surgery uh, so he could continue eating during this time because his original mass was in the colorectal region. And so he was starting to get blockage and we just wanted him to be able to eat and enjoy food. However, uh, when the doctor went in for that surgery, she discovered that the cancer had moved through his bowel as well. So we're we're kind of at a different a different spot with my dad than we have ever been, and it's certainly bringing us closer. It's mm. I think allowing us to focus on what is truly important, and that is the present. Mm. We have. Yeah, we had not the best uh, in re- relationship growing up. My dad was quite separate from us growing up and busy doing his own thing. Uh, he was a golfer, very, very good <laughs> golfer, and always an extremely hard worker. Very he was hard worker. an amazing provider for us, yeah. but we lived quite separate lives. And so now, our focus is not sort of what you were saying. Like, I don't feel like we need to fix anything. I feel Mm -hmm. like we've walked through that. And as we've had the grandkids, you know, things have been, yeah, there's been a lot of healing, healing, you know, not even direct necessarily direct. Let's talk about it kind of healing, but just relationship healing, you know, connecting. And when my parents started coming to, uh, the church, you know, that, that gave us a time to connect and bond in a way that we hadn't for a really long time. And I think that has brought a lot of growth to our relationship as well. And so right now our focus is being together in the present and making the most of our time together, which is also very difficult because he's, he's often in a lot of pain. So yesterday, my goal was to find him something to help him with his pain. So we spent, yeah, we spent a lot of the day at the hospital, but we ended up... You got him hooked up? We did end up getting something. I haven't connected with him this morning to find out if it helped. But yeah, so that's that's where we are. So it's it's a lot of uncharted territory right now over the next couple months. It really is. It really is. And I just want... I think I want to encourage people during this time, you know, we're opening up our bubbles more Mm -hmm. and starting to live again, which is so great. It's great to see people 
playing in parks and interacting with each other. But I do want to encourage people to remember just how important those close relationships are mm, yeah. in your life. Ariel and I were having a discussion yesterday and I had a long day, you know, it was a tough day and it just sort of struck me. We worry about so many different things in life, whether I can provide properly for my kids, what they need, you know, what their activities are and whether we're going to have enough money. And, and my dad sort of said something poignant the other day when we were talking about what, you know, what should we do for Father's Day? Right. And he just kind of said, I don't need anything. You can't give life. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't need anything tangible or physical. And it just reminded me how important it is to remember that gift. Like we wake up every morning yeah. Oh, yeah. and health is a given almost. Yeah, I know during COVID it's become a little more, we've been thinking more sure. about health and keeping healthy and stuff like that. But to watch uh, my dad who was, you know, full of energy and vitality even when he, they first discovered the cancer, the doctor said, you know, you're, my dad went to the gym four days a week, <laughs> yeah. still at 70. And he said, you know, you have the health of a 50-year-old. Without that health, you, you just, we just take it for granted. Right. I just can't help but feel that uh, mm. really strongly, yeah. how, how much we take our health for granted. And just to enjoy that each yeah. day, just to be thankful for me it's easy to sort of twist it right now and be frustrated and I'm angry for sure at times yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was the anger that was spurring me forward to get my dad some help yesterday right. <laughs> but also just to take that moment to be thankful hmm. for the health that we have uh, and also for I always go back and forth where I feel like I don't want him to suffer, yeah. but I'm also so thankful for this time right. for us to have together. Yeah. So yeah. there's something to be thankful for, uh, even in what is an awful situation. Yeah. So yeah, this Father's Day, I just, I'm, I want to thank my dad mm -hmm. for walking through this, being willing to, you know, do the chemo, uh, the stoma yeah, surgery to, fight, yeah, to, to do all the things yeah. that he's done so far, willing to take medication, even though he doesn't like the way it makes him feel. Yeah. And yeah, just to thank him for, for fighting, but also being present and being open with yeah. us. You know, I've, I've never, I had never seen my mm. dad cry ever yeah. in my entire life yeah. and we've shared many moments of tears mm -hmm. now and vulnerability and prayer and all yeah and so if i if i can say too like about your dad you know you had a different experience growing up with your father than i had with mine your dad is one of the most giving people i mean he might not verbalize yeah, yeah, love yeah. all the time although he does a lot more of that now but his ability to to give without even without a thought and I think of the many times that they've just, he's just, without even thinking about it, just paid for different things. I've often joked that uh, almost like a World Vision kid, they have a picture of me on their 
on their fridge, like, are you supporting a local yeah. pastor or something like that? Because they've yeah, he, he served so well. So he's he's had an unbelievably giving heart with his time as well at the church, serving mm-hmm. every week, and then when we were helping out. Um, giving a place for people uh, homeless in the winter. He would come and serve yeah, early in the morning. Yeah, he did the full month. did the full month to serve as a church. So yeah. amazing heart in that was, area. Uh, it was pretty cute yesterday, babe. You missed it. But he was definitely trying to get our social worker uh, that we've, we met with um, yeah. to church. To church, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's, he was telling him all about how you know great... What? Your dad has always been unbelievably bold. Is and, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, it ta- was, he talked up the pastor, didn't he? Talked he did, about, oh, totally. Yeah. He's like a great pastor, Strelaw. <laughs> he wanted to give my last name. So you, and I said, he doesn't need my last name, Dad. He goes, he does, because then he'll know, he'll remember the pastor's name. <laughs> it was pretty oh, cute. Yeah. Anyway. Well, guys, thanks for listening to us as we reflect on, on the heritage of our fathers. And uh, we, yeah, like Lelania said, take advantage of those moments. Right now, because uh, we, we they don't last forever. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, the mess. Even this week, got a handful of messages from you encouraging us and uh, letting us know what you're walking through. And mm-hmm. as I mean, when we started this, we thought, who's going to care? Who's going to listen? But it seems that people do care, and it is being helpful. So we'll we'll do it as long as it is. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe mm-hmm. and like. Let other people know about the podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Because life is not the mountaintops. It's the walking in between. And I like you walking next to me.